Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel, and with me today is Mark Salcedo. He's my co-host. Hi. Hi. What's Do you that? know what today is? What's today? Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to share with you some of the things that my mother used to tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> she used to say such sweet things to me, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I'll get you. <laughs> and you have to die. Your mom was fucked up. <laughs> she didn't say that. Oh, okay. No, that, that's stuff from the movie. Which one? Play Story. Oh, the one that the we're, one that we're gonna that do. We do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you guys are wondering what the fuck was playing at the beginning, that is Jackie Chan's Hero Story from the Police Story soundtrack. That shit, as the kids say, slaps. <laughs> slaps so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we got see. for today? Um, first of all, you can find us on Facebook, uh, at Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Real has two E's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Real Appeal at gmail.com. You can email us. We would like reviews on iTunes. Yummy, yummy reviews. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. They help us get noticed. Yummy, yummy. Because we're attention horse. Yummy, yummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This week we are doing the news. We actually have news to talk about this week. I know. There's been actually a steady steady stream of news been coming out since... Uh, Last week. Yes. Um, there were, I mean, there was a couple stories, but not, not as much as there is last pick, week pick and this up. week. Yeah. yeah. Um, our variety time this week is Try This, Not That. Mm-hmm. And uh, our geriatric cinematic is Police Story. Yeah, the excuse me, the 1985 Police Story. There is like a 2013. <laughs> there's a 2013 Police Story that stars Jackie Chan. That's like a reboot of the uh, 85 classic. There was a TV show that came out in like in the 70s too. What? That was Police Story. Mm-hmm. What? What? I did not know this one. That's what I. When I was looking it up today. <laughs> okay. And. Yeah, and then it was like, do you want the TV show or do you want the movie? What? Like, was it a... Oh, you mean the 1973 police story? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> it's totally different. But yeah, we're talking about the Jackie Chan film, not the yeah. 1973... 19, I can't say my threes today. 1973 <laughs> cop drama police story. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, it went on to 87, too. Okay. I've been falling down these rabbit holes today. I found a bunch of like Jackie Chan videos and not just like his Kung Fu stuff, like his actual like singing, like live performances and shit. I'm just like, wow, that dude has talent. That dude can sing and kick your ass while doing it. I don't know about that one song that we just heard. Hero Story? That song. I don't care. That shit is dope. No, it's not. He has a very. phantom of the opera type voice but there are times you can hear him get flat yeah i will admit that but i mean those are from my opinion they're few and far between those flatness (laughs) if they are flat they're as flat as his six pack Mm. super flat super flat super 
Um, and of course, our topic this week is going to be Meet the Cop That Can't Be Stopped. Meet the Cop That Can't Be Stopped. That's from Super Cop, but I feel like I steal it for this one because he's, he, he's balls to the walls crazy in this movie. Yeah. All right. So we got news, and Kelsey's going to kickstart that son of a bitch. Yep. Um, the creator of Black Mirror said he's not working on season six because he feels like we're already kind of living some kind of weird alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, and we're it's in kind of stark. So. Yeah, we're in a Black Mirror episode right now. So, uh, yeah, um, Charlie Brooker, he was speaking with UK's Radio Times. Um, he's not working on writing for season six right now um, because we're already pl- plunged into a nightmarish dystopia. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has actually stated, I've been busy doing things. Um, I don't know what I can say about what I'm doing and not doing. At the moment, I don't know what stomach there would be for stories about societies falling apart, so I'm not working away on any of those Black Mirror episodes. I'm sort of keen to revisit my comic skill set, so I've been writing scripts aimed at making myself laugh. Charlie Booker, he's a he's a really good writer. Um, I'm actually, even if we weren't falling into a, a future dystopian world... Um, I am glad he's taking a break from Black Mirror because that last season was doo-doo. Like, really bad. I don't even think I even finished... I think I might have finished the last episode of the most recent season. I tried watching the third season and it was just too dark for me. That's <laughs> The third season. I, I got through one and two, I think. And yeah. then the third one I watched like a f- couple episodes and mm. I was like, nah. Yeah, those are not for like a cheery good time. And I mean, this is not the first time I've heard about a uh, about a writer who can't, who's not really writing something very political or dark because everything that's going on right now is pretty fucked up as it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just, they're just like, we can't compete with this shit. Yeah, which is funny because now we have uh, the the murder hornets coming. Oh yeah, and that's actually an episode of Black. Oh Mirror. yeah, I, rem- <laughs> I remember seeing that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's my phone. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right so what else we got um drive in theaters across the u.s to get the imax treatment um and tribeca is actually uh spearheading that one mm-hmm. tribeca enter, um tribeca enterprises announced tribeca drive-in on wednesday um and they will bring the drive-in movie theater experience to cities and towns across the nation um it kicks off thursday june 25th um let's see it will feature a curated selection of new classic and independent films um even music and um sports events Mm -hmm. oh that's probably maybe like um i would imagine it's probably like old-time sports events or something like that like us, like uh, boxing yeah like a classic boxing match or maybe like a super bowl match a super bowl match a super bowl a super bowl game that was really <laughs> good i don't know why i'm god forgive me um i'm actually interested i'm really interested into this um uh out of the out of the horrible things that's been going on since this whole pandemic has ha- has been happening one shiny thing that i see that's good is um the drive-ins are making a comeback mm-hmm. and for a while um there was news that like several drive-ins were closing down that the whole theater growing experience was going out the window especially of that room mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's actually uh, two drive-ins off the top of my head that's pretty close to us. Yeah. And one of them is really close, and I don't want to see that one closed down because it's, it's, it's fun going to drive it. It's, Which it's, one is it? That's the Mission Tiki, the one in Pomona. Uh, I thought that one got bought and is going to be closing in December. It was, but so, I think something happened where that's no longer the case. And then there's like another one out like in Riverside mm. that... Um, that is still there. I've checked out those websites and they said like, oh, due to blah, 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 we are closed down. But from my understanding, this is going to happen from to the Tribeca thing. Those are probably opening up again soon. And I know, um, what's that theater thing, that movie thing we go through during the summer? Oh. It's the outdoor. Um, it's called Street Food Cinema. Yeah. And then they have what, Synespia? Synespia, but that's more at, uh, at the Hollywood Forever. Oh. Um, but the Street Food Cinema from... I remember getting an email saying that they are going to do a drive-in run. Either yeah. them either them, or the rooftop cinema. No, it was street food cinema. Is it street food? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way. I mean, whenever's going to happen, I'm totally down to check that shit out. Because I like, you know, you and I both like watching classic movies, especially if they're in the theater again because you didn't experience it. And I like just reliving it. Yeah. You know, like that time we went to go see Starship Troopers. <laughs> and we we're just like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um and I also remember watching um, Kung Fu Panda 3. That was your first oh, time watching it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That wasn't too bad. You liked that one. Yeah. It was fun. It's Kung Fu. It was fucking cold, though. Oh, that's right. It was cold. Um, IMAX and AT&T are also uh, joining in on this. And IMAX is going to do their um, digital remastering technology that they're so good at to mm-hmm. um, enhance the sounds and images of the various presentations. Okay. So um, they'll also provide technical support and equipment to mm. um, optimize their venues and screens. So um, just to make it like a little extra. Like clear and give it like some fine looking. Yeah. Sound like a fine looking cinema. cinema. So, um, of course, the same old thing that everyone always says. It's like, mm. we want to do this for the community. And, mm. and, you know, this is what everything's about. So, yeah, we need to get some money. For the community, but we need to get some money. <laughs> yeah. So what you got? All right. So the Mandalorian, uh, homeboy Tamira Morrison, uh, who played Jango Fett in the Star Wars prequels, will come back as Boba Fett, which makes complete sense since Boba is a clone of Jango. But, you know, if you want to go into the whole Star Wars lore, the one that's no longer canon, that's not uh, a clone. Let me go step away from that, because I feel like I'm about to just fall into another... Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so it was announced that um, Boba Fett is going to show up in Season 2 of The Mandalorians. Um, Morrison is set to play Boba Fett. They don't know the extent of how much his role is going to be. Uh, so far, it's, it's stipulated that he's going to have a small role in season two. And people have been have been guessing or theorizing that he is, um, that was him in a particular episode where a character had died and it was like an after credit scene mm-hmm. where you see somebody walking with like some um, boot spurs or whatever. It's supposed to be like Boba Fett's signature boot spurs, which I don't remember Boba Fett having boot spurs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Season two is expected to come out this year in October. So we'll have to wait. So I'm sure 
I'm sure by before that even comes out, we're gonna see like pictures and spoilers, or people are just gonna be like breaking story. You know, here's such and such in this role. Yes. So I'm pretty stoked by that. Anything Mandalorian, I'm cool with. Absolutely. You know, I kind of want to revisit that show now since all the episodes are up on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I think I might do that just to rewatch them. I'm probably gonna wait to do that until close second. to the second season. Gotcha. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, they are announcing an at-home edition to keep the convention spirit alive. Um, Their Twitter announced that they were going to do this on May 8th. Um, Comic-Con at home is teased by pointing out all the things you won't have to worry about. Um, Which I think is kind of corny. But they're like, yeah. hey, you know, no long lines. You can sit in comfort. You can bring your pet. You can mm-hmm. have snacks and not have to pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, front row seat and all that kind of shit. I feel like it's just another, what? It's like E3. For, what? you know, like everyone. F- yeah, like everyone follows it at yeah. home. So, like, yeah, it kind of takes the fun out of it yeah. if you're not there. Also, they haven't they haven't released any details of, like, exactly what are they going to show how are they going to show this um i mean uh, what can they show a lot of stuff is like put on hold as in production wise what can they show i'm also wondering too uh they're not really going to make any money off of it unless they did some kind of weird zoom like pay-per-view type thing where you have rooms that has been going on a lot lately, um, there have been a lot of uh, comedians or actors or stuff like that. They are doing like Zoom table reads or Zoom kind of like performances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you do pay a, an amount to get the code to like join in on this Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, all the money goes to like charity. Yeah. For like a Cobra Relief Foundation or something like that, which is good, which is definitely good. Um, I don't, <sighs> you know, they should have been real about like. You know, when they said, like, oh, you can bring your pets, no long lines. They should have been real, like, no sweaty-ass fucking cosplayer and shit like that who hasn't showered in three days, standing behind you, breathing down your neck. No waiting in line for, like, four hours just to maybe get a seat. No be yelling, no uh, being yelled at and by anyone that works there that you can't sit anywhere at all. <laughs> I know, for They real. have no seating and you can't even sit on the floor. <laughs> and what, They should have some other shit, like... Um, Oh, yeah, don't worry. You'll get to see everything. Unlike at the con where you'll have to make a gamble. <laughs> You're going to miss out on three rooms just to see one event that you might get into. <laughs> I mean, but other than that, I, I, I didn't, I'm surprised to say this. I kind of miss Comic-Con now. <laughs> I know. We were kind of like, oh, man, we've been to, like, all of them Yeah. for the last, like, two three years now yeah we were getting burnt out on yeah it. and now, and now and we, we were actually considering just going and not working just going and just going yeah and checking out the floor and stuff like this hanging out yeah yeah but but since comic-con's gone WonderCon, i'd be surprised if la comic-con's gonna happen they haven't announced that they're not gonna do anything but i highly doubt they will yeah um but kind of miss it now <laughs> Me too. You, you okay there, buddy? There's a little bit of yawning there. I know, I know. I can't be boring sometimes. Sorry. You're very boring. Very boring. You know what's not boring? 
Hmm. Community cast got back together. Didn't I hear something about Donald Glover didn't get invited to some? Yes. Okay. I'll get into that. Okay. So how the story goes is that the community cast, including Donald Glover, Glover is getting back for a virtual table read. Um, the cast, along with Dan Harmon, are they going to do a virtual table read that's at a Q&A. And this is, of course, benefit towards uh, COVID-19 relief uh, efforts. Um, what's going to happen is that they're going to do the episode. Well, first of all, the people who are going to come back is Joe McHale, Julian Jacobs, uh, Danny Pudi, Yvette, Yvette Cole Brown, Allison Bree, Jim Rash, Ken, Kim Jong, and Donald Glover. They're going to come back and they're going to do an episode. They're going to do episode five. No, episode four, season five. And that episode is cooperative uh, polygraphy. Um, so this is going to happen on May 18th at 2 p.m. via Sony Pictures TV's community YouTube channel. Now, what you're what you're talking about is, um, what's his name? I'm about to say Kim Jong Il. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong and Joe McHale. They're doing a podcast called The Darkest Timeline, which is a is a line or kind of an episode of Community, and this was a Zoom call that they did with the entire cast. Um, the entire cast was there except for Chevy Chase. Um, and Dan Harmon was there. And during this Zoom call, they were just like talking, catching up and everything. And then someone had mentioned that like they're in a group chat. And Donald Glover said, wait, there's a group chat? Why am I not in this, why am I not in this group chat? And I think Yvette Cole Brown said something like, Oh, you know, we figure you be, you're too busy to get in the group chat. So he says, so you didn't invite me in the group chat because you thought I was too busy. So now I'm not in the group chat. <laughs> and he even said he even said that the he was he was actually Donald Glover was actually about to say, oh, we should totally like get a group chat. And then someone let out that there was a group chat already. And he <laughs> totally felt left out. Um, but yeah, I am really looking forward to seeing this this table read um pedro pascal is is from what i heard pedro, pedro pascal is doing a reading for a line um chevy chase is not coming back for this episode because this is the episode where chevy chase's character's pierce is dead oh. so it's perfect it's perfect because like he a lot of the cast didn't like him because he was very rude he was he said a really racist comment towards donald glover and mm. he was just like man whatever yeah and of course there's dan Harmon and chevy chase they have this thing going back and forth um also so to tag on to that is that dan Harmon has said that conversations are have started for the uh long overdue community movie there's this thing that um i'll bet uh danny Pudi's character says because he he's like the meta character mm -hmm. in the show like he knows he's on a tv show um and he he'll say this thing like six seasons in a movie and yeah. that was like the running theme for the series. Six seasons in a movie. Even though every season, it was possible that like, they were going to get canceled. Right. So every so eventually, it did reach the six seasons. Over a period of time, it did reach six seasons. But people still want that movie. And um, Community has been on Hulu for a while. But now Community is on Netflix. And mm -hmm. now there's this resurgence of Community. And... Um, it has started conversations. Uh, Dan Harmon did say that um, he says, I can tell people for sure that the enthusiasm for community, both for all of the all for all of this time and the resurgence it on Netflix, there's always an aspect of 
that affects the marketplace. Of course, this is Dan Harmon, so it's going to be long and winded. <laughs> and when the marketplace gets affected, conversations happen. And when conversations happen, things happen. I mean, you're part of the community family. You learn never to raise expectations, keep them nice and low, and then be pleasantly surprised. He continued, so I can say that there are conversations happening that people would want to be happening and that I'm very, very excited about the coming months. I have not actually watched Community, but mm. because of the hype around it right now, yeah. I think that I'm going to start watching it. I think you should check it out. Um, I've been re-watching it. I'm still in the, I think I'm close to the tail end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I absolutely love Community. This was actually the first thing that I saw of anything of Dan Harmon. Um, this was the first thing I saw of Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um after rewatching a few episodes, I'm still laughing my ass off at the jokes, even mm. though I've seen it before a bunch of times. Um, plus, it's so interesting watching this show and knowing what Donald Glover is now. Like, he's Charles Gambito. He's like this accomplished comedian, actor, musician. People like worship the ground he fucking walks on. We saw him live and it was like one of the best shows we've ever seen. It was seen. my first concert. Yeah, it was your first concert. Everything's like downhill from now on. I know. Like, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to go to any more concerts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are they going to be as good as Donald Glover? No. Yeah. Uh, but it's so interesting because when you watch him on the show, you're just like, damn, that dude's got fucking talent. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him on this show, I was like, well, who's this cat? And then I got into his past comedy, his dare comedy. I got into his like his albums, and ever since then I've been like a big Donald Glover fan. So you found him first as a actor. Yeah, first as an actor, and then saw that he was like a rapper as well. Um, and then of course Dan Harmon. It's such Dan Harmon style of writing. Uh, the funny thing is like if you don't really have, you can still enjoy it for like its level of just comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a fuck ton of like pop culture reference movie references tv show there's like literally an episode where it's like a paintball gun match mm-hmm. for like the entire campus and it's like an episode of, oh it's like watching a th- compressed version of um die hard mm-hmm. um and it's interesting because you see a lot of if you look at the people who directed the episodes um a lot of people got their start not really got their start but it helped boost up their career uh, Justin Lin, who was behind some of the Fast and Furious movies, directed mm-hmm. a few episodes. Uh, the Russo brothers, they they were executive producers, but they got uh, into the directing chair, and they did a um, a very classic uh, community elevator scene, where it's like a shootout, and this is where they got the Winter Soldier scene in the elevator. Oh, okay. And so it's so great, but um, Man, that's such a great show. But yeah, I, as a community fan, I'm so stoked that like we might be getting this community movie. Yes. And I can definitely see it because um, there was like a Park and Rex kind of uh, kind of like reunion, like a Zoom type, uh, Zoom call reunion or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a, what, a Friends reunion coming back. Yeah, I don't care about that one. Yeah, fuck that show. Parks and Rec, <laughs> I didn't watch that one either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll check it out, but I, I don't feel like it's as fun as community well parks and rec yeah i if anything i would check out parks and rec before i watch the office i've seen a few episodes of office and that i don't need that level of like awkwardness in in my comedy it's very like cringe worthy yeah um but it's the same guy and from what i heard parks and what parks and rec is less than that mm. um but yeah anyway community should be coming back hopefully 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to go into 
our variety time. We're doing a try this, not that this week. And uh, I'm going to let Mark kick this one off. So, since we were talking about Parks and Rec, uh, I'm going to talk about The Good Place, the uh, NBC show. Uh, this is my try this. Um, it's created by Michael Schur, who is behind Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, stars Christian Bell. Oh, Kristen Bell? Is that you say? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, William Jackson Harper, uh, Jamel Jamil. I feel like I said that wrong. Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil, DRC Carden, Manny Jacinto, and Ted Danson. All right, so I'm ashamed to say that I did not jump on that wagon when The Good Place was on NBC. Um, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, Hulu, and Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, the first three seasons are on Netflix. There is a fourth season. I really love this show. This show is, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's, there are a lot of good humor in it. Mm-hmm. And it's this really great show about, um, Kristen Bell plays this woman who dies and who, she goes to heaven or the good place, but she doesn't belong in the good place. She feels like she belongs in the bad place, which is hell. And sorry, and, <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then the show kind of gets into this whole thing about like morale and philosophy and what it takes to be a good person and all this kind of stuff. And every season there's like a kind of a theme where like the first season is like realization. Second season is like, um, I know the third season is kind of like redemption. Mm-hmm. The second, no, the first season is a re- revelation. And then the se- no first season is revelation because like Kristen Bell and this, uh, several of the cast members realize where they're at. Um, second season is them kind of like coping with it and trying to find their way out. Third season is more about like redemption and trying to like make amends for the things they've done while they were alive and to find ways to get into the good place. Mm-hmm. And it's not like cheating kind of ways. Like, oh, if I'm really good. I mean, they do do that in like in a couple ep- like at the beginning of the uh, season. But as the show progressed, they really start talking about the idea of like what it takes to be a good person and not like. Bible thumping, like holier than thou. I help people know, like to genuinely be a good person and the mechanics of that, to how it takes to be a good person. But if you are being a genuine good person or how you can help other people be good people, Mm -hmm. it's a great morale story. Um, I've only gone to like the first three seasons. The fourth season is unavailable. Like the rest of the first season, four seasons unavailable, but I'll, I'll get to that at a later time. But so far, from what I'm seeing, it's it's a really great show. From what I saw, because I think I watched maybe one or two with you. Yeah. Um, it's just all around entertaining. Like, like you said, yeah. it's not like laugh out loud all the time. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Yeah, and like the characters have such great like chemistry with each other. The lady who plays um, Janet, her name is Darcy Carden. This woman, out of everybody, she's like my favorite character. She plays, um, she plays this AI that um, you just go, "Hey Janet," and she goes, Bing, and she pops up, and she's like 
She's like, Google. <laughs> <laughs> and an answer, and she knows everything. And she can get you whatever you want. But she has, she's like very like smiling, very like, hi, I'm Janet. So what do you need from me? And then like they start like connecting with her because her character starts ev- like literally evolving, like intelligence wise. Like she starts becoming more human. And then there are parts where like, one character goes like, oh, you're the best girlfriend. And and without skipping a beat, she goes, I'm not a girl, but I'll appreciate that. Thank you. Like that. <laughs> and it's, and there's this really, really, really great episode where um, Cardin has to essentially act. She has to do everybody's performance. She has to have every single characteristics of all the characters in the show in a single episode. And she fucking nails it. Like, at the end of the episode, I'm like, why did that woman not win a fucking Emmy for this show? It was so amazing seeing her perform. Well, why have we not heard of her after? Yeah, I know. Really, like, out of, um, like, everybody is a great performance, uh, all, like, all around. Um, I probably, like, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell is really good. As she, but that's Kristen Bell. Um, this dude, William Jackson Harper, I've seen him in other things. He looks really familiar, but I really like him. Um because he's supposed to be like the moral, the the moral compass for the group, mm-hmm. but he's but even his compass is pretty fucked up. Yeah, because uh, he always like he doesn't always think he's right, but he thinks that his decision making is always the right one, even though there are consequences that he does not see. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gets this whole like shit thrown at him. He was like, "Well, maybe I'm, my morale is not so great," because he's he's like a philosophy professor. Mm-hmm. No, I take that back. I'm sorry. He's an ethics professor. Oh, okay. So he thinks that he knows the right way and the wrong way. And even this, his character gets, you know, gets the, um, gets, uh, like how it's revealed to him that maybe he's not always right. Yeah. But back to, uh, Cardin, uh, like, yeah, she's my favorite character. She, and she, her comedy is fucking hilarious because she, she does the most deadpan face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that episode, I can't remember what was the name of the episode, but it's, it's really great. Like I said, it's all it's her just doing all the roles for like 15 minutes. And it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I highly recommend if you I mean, I'm late on this one, but if you guys haven't checked it out, you guys really need to check out the good place. Yes. So, what do you got? I have a show called Hollywood. Um I'm surprised it has a pretty high rating on IMDb. Mhm. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes is like 57%. And I'm going to say go with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so what's the show about? um, It is, um, I'm on IMDb right now, and their Mm. synopsis for it is a group of aspiring actors and filmmakers in post-World War II Hollywood trying to make it big no matter the cost. Okay. Um, it has, um, I don't know if you'll know any of these people, um, David Cornsweet, um, Darren Chris, Laura Harrier. She looks really familiar. Uh, Joe Mantello, of course, Dylan McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I called him Ian the other day. Ian McDermott, yeah, because yeah, there's another actor that kind of looks like him. Uh, I think that's I want to say Ian McShane, but that's not that's a different um, actor. Yeah, it has uh, Jake Picking and Jeremy Pope in it as well. Um, God, these like Jake Picking, he he had his pickings for this <laughs> TV show. Oh, you know what? Okay, mm. you and I were kind of talking about this show, 
And yeah. you said, like, there's something that bothered you at the end of episode seven, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that the end? And you go, yeah, that's it. No, no, no. You were just like, I think that's the end. And you, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but you had said that you're going to stop watching the show. Yeah. I think that's the end of the show. But it said next episode and it was oh, going to go. So maybe okay. I was on six and thought, because I wasn't keeping track. I'm guessing where I was at. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Is that going? Um... Okay. Let me tell you. It gets you the oh, show. Shit, she put down her phone. Shit, about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using my phone to look at our docket instead of my laptop, which takes up more space. Okay. You know, right. So you don't think that I'm like looking at my phone the whole time I'm doing yeah. the podcast. You know what's funny? One of the characters, Evil Janet, looks at her phone all the time. Anyway, that's from the good place. Anyway, go on, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> so you're Evil Janet. No, you're Evil Janet. Oh, shut up. Never mind. I'm always looking at my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, go on. All right. This show caught my attention, and I was really intrigued because it had a really, um, it had a great style to it. It had lots of colors. It has, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the upbeat jazz. Yeah. Um, And you kind of like, you kind of like that style of old Hollywood, don't you? Like, like La La, like we both love La La Land, but that's kind of like old Hollywood set in modern times. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and I thought, like, it opens with not, you know, not exactly on this, but mm. um, it has a pretty strong connection to like a gas station they call the Golden Tip. Okay. Um, and it's basically like a front for like, like you know, gay prostitution or something. Not like even that. just gay prostitution, like. All prostitution. The golden tip. That sounds very dirty. It does. Okay. Um, just a little. Just give me a little tip inside. <laughs> sorry. 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 It's Mother's Day. Sorry. <laughs> That's how people become mothers. <laughs> ah, but I'm bunch. All right. Um. So, I I was interested because I'm like, okay, this is not something that people have really done before, mm. and then it starts to go down another path. Mm. And it's like making idealistic situations out of people's strife. Okay. The Asian community, the black community, female leads in general, um, like females in the workplace. Um, what else? Um, gay people. There's mm. a, like a lot of gay people in this one. Okay. Not a huge problem, but I have an issue because it's almost like... You know the argument they make for for um, it's not blackish; it's that other one. Black as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that show was written for like a white for a white audience, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this show was written for like sixteen year olds. No, oh, really. Yeah, to kind of know that there are other things out there in case you haven't come across them in your own little bubble. Oh, uh, okay. Yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything that they were trying to say in the beginning, which I really liked, mm-hmm. um, they it just goes such an it goes down such an idealistic path that it becomes really irritating. Um, it kind of takes the wow factor out of the the show. Okay. Um. And then whatever the last episode I watched, I'm just going to say that it's pretty much like an allegory for what should have happened to this before it even aired. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
that does not sound good at all. No. <laughs> okay. Um, not just that, but the acting in it. There's a couple of people who stand out and a couple of people who, I don't know if it's how it's written, but they really bother me. Mm. Um, I think Darren Chris is pretty good. Mm. Um, and Laura Harrier... She plays a girl that's trying... She's going to be, like, the first black female lead. Okay. At, like, at all. Okay. Um, and up until that point, she's only been able to get, like, servant girl or, like, slave girl or whatever roles. Okay. Um, She's gorgeous, but she only can make one face. Ooh. You know? Jesus. Like, she has those really pretty sleepy bedroom eyes. Uh-huh. Um, but, and I don't know, she's just, and I don't think her, I think she's too modern to fit a 1947 role. Like she doesn't have, like she doesn't either doesn't have the look or kind of characteristics that would fit all that era. Right. Okay. She's, she's too modern. Mm, Okay. Um, but Samara Weaving on the other hand, mm. I feel like I've seen her before. What's her name? Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Okay, keep going. Um, she totally fits for that time, that era. Mm. Um, and I really like her acting. Um, and it has Jim Parsons in it too from Big Bang Theory. Oh, you know, you know who that is? That's Homegirl from Ready or Not. Oh, really? That's the bride from Ready or Not. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, they did her a little differently because her eyebrows are real dark. Mm. So they're really, like, low to her eyes. Okay. And she has, like, really straight eyebrows. Um, So they did her makeup differently in in this one. So I didn't really recognize her. Okay. And she looked a lot younger, too. I forgot she was in Ash versus the Evil Dead. Damn. Uh, I did like her in this. Um, Okay. Yeah, I remember remember when we did our review for Ready or Not, we we really dug the whole movie but we were really we really gravitated towards her Mm because we something about her was um like she was able to really carry the movie yeah Mm. um she's not exactly like the lead lead Mm. in the show but you see enough of her to um really like her oh okay um (sighs) (laughs) you see like you're just tired about talking this this show one other thing I'll say is that I'm glad I'm not trying to be an actress uh, because when you are starting out and you're given an opportunity, mm-hmm. you'll kind of pick anything so that you'll get yourself seen and yeah, you have like you want to build up your your resume. Yeah. Okay. I think Jake picking uh, kind of got the short end of the stick. Really? Why is he like good or is his character just shit? I think his character is shit. <laughs> okay. Yo, he's in Top Gun Maverick. That's coming out. That was, might be coming out like next year, maybe this year. I don't know. I'll watch that because I'll be curious to see if he actually has any acting chops. Because okay. in this show, he plays an actor who he has... He plays Rog Hudson? What? Yeah. Okay. All right. But he has the personality of a rock. Oh, really? Holy shit. Yeah. So, okay, this, I mean, this is not going to really spoil anything, because this, this is Hollywood history. Um, I take it his character is gay, because that's, that's Rock mm-hmm. Hudson's character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and they say, when when is this, um, 
this place takes place what 40s right yeah okay so they haven't gotten to like his real backstory no okay <sighs> you're not selling me on this exactly <laughs> and this is this is ryan murphy's second show on netflix he signed a big deal with netflix to produce um shows since netflix was had some serious competition in the streaming wars um from what i heard uh ryan murphy's other show before this politician from what i heard it's garbage mm-hmm. and from what i'm hearing this is i mean not just from you but from other re- reviewers and critics they are just like this movie's this show is bad it's bad uh That's it. I'm, and i remember you talked about this at the when you started watching it and you were just like, I think I love this show. Yeah, no, I, I like, posted, what? I'm like, I really like this show. Yeah, and I was just like, what? But that's after I watched like the first or second episode. Okay. And then it slowly started declining Ooh. and then it got to a point where I was like, this is not the same show that we started out with. Mm, okay. Um, so. I don't, I can't, I really can't do a Ryan Murphy show. I mean, I used to watch, um, I used to watch Nip Tuck on mm-hmm. and off. And I remember seeing like a couple of episodes of Glee. Um, Nip Tuck was really popular. And that's why I was watching it. Because it was on FX. And I was I was like, well, let me check out Nip Tuck. This is really interesting. It's like the lies of like Miami plastic surgeons. And, you know, the debauchery of that lifestyle. Um, but I've, like, I can't get into American Horror Story. I just can't get into those shows. At all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll, I'll take a step back. I watched the first season and I was like, all right. Because I like anthologies and American Horror Story is an anthology show. Right. I watched half a second season and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Third season, I think that was like The Covenant, which like The Witches or something mm-hmm. like that. And there, I, I I just thought, well, let me go ahead and pop in an episode. Just see what I'm missing. Because everybody, every time a new American Horror Story comes out, everybody talks about the, the series. Mm-hmm. The episode I jumped in, I just pressed play or it was on TV or something. And I saw like Gabaday Sibiday masturbating on a toilet. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. <laughs> fuck it. Can't do it. I'm just out. I'm, <laughs> fuck this. So I'm I'm not surprised that this, is, that this show is not that good. I'm surprised Dylan McDermott touched this with a 10 foot pole. And this sucks because that guy's a good actor and he was good actually in this. Mm-hmm. But what was that movie that we saw him in that? If it ever got released. I don't remember the name of it. Dylan McDermott. Or was it like The Hatchet or something like that? Yeah, Dylan McDermott did this uh, movie where he played like a father who was really like a serial killer. It kind of reminded me. Oh, it's called The uh, the Kovich Killer. Um, it reminded, it actually reminded me a lot of that, the, that B movie, The Stepfather. And Kelsey and I saw this at a film festival and we actually really dug it. Yeah. Um, so I can see like Dylan McDermott kind of like trying to step out and do um do things a bit different um i don't know if that movie ever got released i think actually say that back i think it did like on dvd or something Mm. um but so what you're saying is you're just not liking hollywood no (sighs) it makes me sad oh because you had high hopes for it i did well i really wanted it to be like mm. i have such like a realistic view of things Mm -hmm. like don't sugarcoat things don't try to make them sound better than they are or like it's like everybody has hopes and dreams yeah and everybody in the show like just seems like they're 
either coming up on something or mm-hmm. like it's too it's childish okay it's childish it's like uh, when, it's like when you're a kid and you believe everything you hear oh that's what the show a, is yeah put into a show like really you yeah i want to see how much he wrote it how, how much how many episodes that um ryan murphy wrote I need to find out his that boy jesus christ let's okay so let's just go look at hooray for hollywood all right that's episode one hooray for hollywood is written by ryan murphy okay so let's go to the episode you left let's say it's episode six and he is still on the script all right oh no he's not he's just created by yeah yeah but doesn't shouldn't doesn't he have like a kind of say in how it goes? Yeah, sh- yeah. Showrunners they really have a say into the show. Like I want the, I want the show to go this. I want to do this. I'm gonna go in this direction, this direction, stuff like that. That's why, um, for example, okay, so let's go back to Community. Dan Harmon is the showrunner. He didn't write every single episode, but he's a showrunner. Mm-hmm. But it has that Dan Harmon feel to it. Uh, Vince Gillian, uh, guy behind Breaking Bad, he's a showrunner, but. He doesn't write every single episode, so mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. But you still get you you still get a sense of what the show is or the DNA of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I know I'm not going to watch it. So no, I feel like I didn't miss out on shit. <laughs> I almost feel, I almost feel like it's um, a diss to any any group of people mm-hmm. that considers themselves a minority in any way. Really, holy shit! Like black people, the Asian community, um, gay people, women's rights, yeah. everything. Like, wow! Like I really feel like it's a diss because it it basically throws in your face that mm-hmm. that we recognize you and we recognize that you are having these struggles. Yeah, but everything turns out okay. <laughs> So, yeah. what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, the problem is you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, that's your definitely not that. <laughs> yes. So, I think we should just, uh, you know, move into our geriatric cinematic. Jackie Chan. Hold it. Dynamic. <laughs> Dauntless. A ladies' man. He's no average cop. But he gets the job done. Police Story. Uh, It was released in 1985. The IMDb synopsis is a virtuous Hong Kong police officer must clear his good name when the drug lord he is after frames him for the murder of a dirty cop. Huh. That's that's like the third act of the the movie. I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. Uh, I don't think... I mean, based on watching the show, the mm. movie, mm. it would be really hard to write a synopsis based on the first act That's of it. That's true. That is absolutely true. Um, it was directed by Jackie Chan and Chi Hua Chen. Uh, Jackie Chan did Armor of God, Police Story 2, and Chinese Zodiac. Uh, 
Um, and it was also written by Jackie Chan and Edward Tang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Tang also did Wheels on Meals, which I had the pleasure of watching last year with you. Oh, that's right. I uh, fe- you know what's funny? I felt like, I, I, I remember watching it, but for some reason I can't picture you there. But I think because I ended up watching it a second time. You watched it once without me, and yeah. then you watched it again with me. Okay. All right. Um, Obviously, you're not there. It's the most memorable. I know. No, I'm joking. Super Cop and Rumble in the Bronx. I can't wait to show you Rumble in the Bronx. So we, we probably won't talk about it on the podcast, but I can't wait to show you Rumble in the Bronx. I think it's funny that all the choices that I chose for what people have done, mm-hmm. you knew something that was more memorable. <laughs> yeah. You replaced all my choices. No, no, no. You, no. Actually, you know what? The Chihuahua, the Chihuahua Chan, that you're, you're spot on with that one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You're spot on with that one. And then Jackie Chan, the Chinese Zodiac, spot on with that one. Um, it stars Jackie Chan, uh, Maggie Chung, Bridget Lin, Kwak Hong Lam, Bill Tung. I don't think anyone really knows most of these people. That's right. Well, I mean, May, C- Selena, Sung Tong. Oh, and Bill Tong was inspector. Okay. Mr. Tao is, uh, Yun Chol. That's the old guy. Oh, okay. All right. So. What did you think about this movie, Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching it, and even while I was watching it, I'm like, mm. God, this is going to be hard to find any memorable quotes from this movie mm. because the best parts about it are the things that Jackie does. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he's funny with his words, but he's even funnier with his actions and how he, he reacts yeah, to things. Yeah, this, this movie is definitely, definitely not known for its dialogue. Yeah. It is mainly known for the action and then, like, the comedy within the action and mm-hmm. some of the ridiculous stunts that Jackie Chan does throughout this movie. Yeah. Um like you know the telephone scene <laughs> that telephone scene is great yeah um and some of the things that he was answering the phone for too yeah there's like this um really great scene where jackie is like answering all these calls it's it's a it's a weird scene because it's like really out of place because it's like it's like for a moment they put a pause on the movie and they're like let's just see him work and then how he incorporates like his love of like i want to say dance and kung fu mm-hmm. into that whole scene it's not even just that scene it, right from the beginning i could mm-hmm. see I, I like my comment to you mm-hmm. right off the bat was like this is like west side story meets kung fu yes yes absolutely well i mean that's how like kung fu is the kung fu films are not i want to say kung fu in general but uh yeah kung fu films they are like they're, they're a dance choreography you can even look back and think of um uh, like let's say the matrix mm-hmm. um that's that had a lot of of asian influence in their kung fu scenes or in their their action scenes mm-hmm. and the parts were like neo and um neo and morpheus or neo and smith would fight was mm-hmm. like dancing because it was like like a one two step and well shit like i that. could see that one-on-one mm-hmm. but i think it's weird when you have a group of guys mm-hmm. on a hill and they're all moving in sync <laughs> yeah that's kind of not <laughs> called for we know it's constant action it's great <laughs> <laughs> they're all running at the same time oh my god yeah they're running like different places like oh ah, 
ah, ah, different corners over here, over here. No, over they here. weren't. They were all together on the hill, and they were oh. all like it was like a dance number. Okay, I get. It. I, okay, I'm picture now. I remember. I understand what I think you're. They were in front of like an eighteen, like a trailer or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. <laughs> um. So the the start of this movie. I didn't really think about it until we were watching it, but the start of this movie, it reminded me a lot of last week's episode when we did Demolition Man, uh-huh. where like the start of the movie seemed like you're at the be- you're at the end of a third act of another movie oh, where yeah, they yeah. catch the bad guy, and it's that great great scene where like um, there's a huge shootout. Um, you actually don't really know who anybody is. All you know is that you see Jackie Chan. He's the star, and he's gonna catch a guy who looks like the bad guy. Yeah. And go. And that's it. Yeah. And then you see, like, the whole cars coming down the hills and everything, which, surprisingly, um, not not surprisingly, if you really think about it, I know you didn't see Bad Boys 2, but in Bad Boys 2, they do something very similar, where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are going through, like, a makeshift, like, little town. Oh, okay. Going down the hill and just blowing up shit. Mm-hmm. So they do the same thing in Bad Boys 2, and you can see they got that from fucking Police Story. Yeah. And... The first, well, how long is that action set piece? Like 15 minutes or yeah, something? Yeah, it was long. It goes on for a while. And it doesn't even stop after, like, it doesn't even stop after the, the cars go down the hill. Jackie's, like, chasing him and, like, hangs on, like, off of a bus. I like that, though. That was good. Yeah. And he's, like, swinging around and shit like that. Um, my daughter watched this movie with us. And she was just, like, hooked on this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'll... I'll um, before we really start diving into the action, I want to just kind of tackle this. What did you think about, like, the mixture of comedy within the action? I think that's Jackie Chan's style yeah, that, that I'm used style. to. And I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you were asking me what I wanted to do for an episode, like, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. before we got sidetracked by other things, I said Kung Fu. And this is not really what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with it anyway because you're expecting like feudal Japan, like yeah. long hairs and like. Or not even just that, but like um, Bruce Lee, like oh, okay. type seriousness, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I haven't really seen. I've seen Jackie Chan. Yeah, but you've seen. I haven't him seen like, a lot of it, but, but you've seen him like in what, like Rush Hour and Shanghai Nights and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, you've seen his. I don't really... But it's still the same style from him. It is. Here's the thing. I don't like his American films. Mm-hmm. I don't like... I don't like... I don't like those Rush Hour movies. I don't like the Shanghai Noon movies or whatever. I don't like his American shit because I feel like... It, even though it is Jackie Chan's like type of comedy and, and kung fu or action, it's still held back. You like you could tell the studio's gotten away. Yeah, the and, studio's and just like you, can't, you like... you can't jump that high. He's like... Why not? And he <laughs> you know? comes from the time of Johnny of John Woo, where John yeah. Woo just was like, "I don't have a script. I'm just gonna make this fucking thing." Yeah, I mean that's how a lot of that's how a lot of old school Asian cinemas were. Like not not the uh, the, the dramatic ones like Akira Kurosawa. Like those are really good story driven uh, and character driven movies, right? Where there's very little or to no action. But Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and um, even Sodi Chiba and I can't remember the other guy. He did like uh, he did like Shaolin temples and stuff like that. Most of that stuff, there's not that much of a story in there. It's just cool looking action. Yeah, there's a little bit of story, but like 
for example, like this, or the Master of the Flying Guillotine, or like the Five Venoms and stuff like that, there's a premise, either like a revenge story or catch the bad guy. And then maybe there's a, a revelation with the character that, you know, a typical, uh, um, a typical end to a second act structure where like the, the character is down, so he has to get back up. Mm-hmm. But normally, um, yeah, these films are not really known for their st- they're not really known for their in depth stories, mm-hmm. and, but they are entertaining as fuck to yeah. watch. Yeah, and they start becoming really likable, especially like especially like the um, Jackie Chan or like what's the lady's name, um, Maggie uh, Maggie Maggie Chang or Chuang Chang Chuang. How do you spell it? C H E U N G. Chuang Chuang. I feel like I was saying that wrong. That's why. Um, I think it might be Chung. So let's go Chung. Yeah. So Maggie Chung, who plays May, you even start liking her character because she's just like, she likes Jackie Chan's character, but he's being a dumbass. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, yeah, that's what a, a guy acts like. He acts like a total stupid ass, even though he's like this great, this really great cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though he is also kind of a great guy, he's also a dumbass. Absolutely. <laughs> like that. She's not very smart either. She let his car roll down the fucking hill. Yeah, but, you know, she wanted to be heard. So, fuck your car. <laughs> um, well, speaking about her, there's that really great scene with um, when Jackie takes uh, Selena to his place to hide her mm-hmm. from the criminals. And there's that birthday party. And there's that whole, like, comedic scene that goes on for, like, what, like, 10 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that? Where Jackie, where, like, she, where May thinks Jackie's cheating on her with this woman, puts a, puts a cake in his face. And she comes back, and what? So like, oh, I want you. I want you to kind of lead off what happened there. So he's in the shower, uh-huh. and um, his girlfriend comes back to talk to him, and he doesn't know that she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Selena and her are playing along, where Selena's asking him questions and saying, "Hey, you should just talk to her, explain it to her, and I'm sure she'll forgive you." Yeah, trying to make him look like the good guy. Yeah, and she, and he's like. No, she'll call me. Yeah. You know, I didn't do anything wrong and she has a temper. Yeah, like a total asshole guy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but eventually he um, kind of shits the bed on that. And she comes out. Mm. Uh, well, he comes out of the shower and sees that she's there. And um, I don't remember. There's like th- three cakes and yeah i think it's like smash in the face once with a cake at the beginning a second time by his friend and then a third time where i don't know where that cake came from i saw it on the table there yeah, was like a side table so they had two cakes already they had the one they had like the big cake for the birthday and then uh-huh. the small cake for like leftovers i don't know that's a lot of cake <laughs> i know and then his friend that showed up with another one earlier yeah um I don't remember when it happened, but it's like she left and then came back again. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, okay. He chases her after her out of the apartment, yeah, basically. The scooter, yeah, the because scooter yeah, so she gets on her scooter and he tries to like hold her. He holds her by her backpack and she falls off the yeah. scooter and but then she comes back again. Okay. Right, because that's when he, she, like, Selena's, like, didn't she come back again? No, she took, she, she eventually took off, because remember, like, she took the, she took the scooter, and he lifted it, 
and she oh, like yeah. took off and she was like leave me alone and then, oh, yeah. and then she does come back like later in the movie yeah um Oh, yeah, I remember why. Because they were in the court and they were going through all of that. That's when she got mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, I don't know. I could have kind of done without the girlfriend thing in this one. Really? I, I like the girlfriend. I don't. I think she's bratty and, mm. like, he's also kind of bratty. It's like they're mm. twins or something. And then... Yeah, they're brothers and sister. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. And... She's like airheaded, and yeah, she does come off like that a lot. And it, and the thing that sucks too is that anything that's cool about him when he's not with her is mm. completely negated when she comes around mm. because she makes him look stupid. It, it doesn't come off the way I don't think that they wanted it to come uh, off. Okay, where I, it was like just funny, you know. I don't. That's, I don't see it like that. I think he. I think he comes off stupid because he's he's being stupid. He's trying to be like, like he's just really competent. He's a really competent guy and everything. But like when he's in front of his girl, he feels like he has to like show off and sh- shit like that. And it always comes back to like bite him in the ass because it's like a case of like we're like, dude, you don't have to show off. Just be yourself. And it's always and it's making it worse for him. I don't think. I mean, I see what they're trying to do. It just mm. the reason why I feel like that doesn't mesh well or something is mm. because like there's not really a good lead into it mm, she's like okay. there at random times that is true she does pop up random times yeah and um it doesn't really add anything to the story mm. you know what's funny you say like it doesn't really add anything to this story but in police story 2 she becomes more of a role in that movie but like it seems like they still don't know what the fuck to do with her at times in police story too mm-hmm. and i don't know i felt like they could have gave her more even in this even in police story they could have gave her more debt like they couldn't see like the really the extension of the relationship yeah how long they like as far as i know like we don't i don't think they said like how long they've even been together right but you know but she but you're supposed to get it that like she obviously cares about him yeah even though the chemistry between jackie chan and uh bridget lynn that chemistry is really good because mm-hmm. they're actually bouncing off of each other. Right. And I would have wanted to see something like that between him and his girlfriend. Yeah. Too, yeah. Where she can hold her own or maybe somehow she ends up helping him and discovers how strong she really is as a mm, woman and yeah. as a person in general. Yeah. Um, that would have been great. I don't think that was maybe that probably was at the writer's ideas when they're making this movie put this movie together i know but it's like one of those things like if you make a comedy mm. do you want it to be idiotic the whole way through because mm. people get tired of that yeah and jackie chan is great but it seems like other people surrounding him can't live up to that level so you have to write them in a specific way gotcha and i just don't i think bridget lynn did a great job mm. And they they purposefully did something more with her character because she was important. Yeah. But I almost feel like um, his girlfriend was almost Should like an afterthought. Yeah. It yeah, seems I like yeah. in a lot of Asian stories, there's always a girlfriend mm-hmm. either nagging or clingy. That's, or, that's how some of like the, not, not all of them. Um, that's how some of the, the Asian cinema was back then. They had the nagging girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, there's this really great uh, Asian kung fu film called uh, Come Come Drink With Me, which is more of a female-led kung fu film. Mm-hmm. And the, the performance is a whole lot better. 
yeah it's better it's better written but that's more of a female driven story um uh let me see yeah because it's jackie it's written by <laughs> jackie chan is one of the writers but i know for a fact he's not that good of a writer yeah um like i've seen i've Even seen he's got like 19 credits or something yeah um and don't get me wrong he is a very talented man the dude can sing he can act he can dance he can do all that kind of shit but he kind of he can't direct either uh, yeah his directing's kind of yeah <laughs> his directing was really like don't get me wrong the action he does direct is great he knows where the camera's gonna set he wants to go- do the great shots and everything mm-hmm. but there are certain scenes where like like there's a part where they're in uh the chief's room mm-hmm. and they want a wider shot to get the room but they use a wide angle lens and you can see like the curves and the bent mm-hmm. how it is or how it's stretched out and it looks really fucking weird the mall oh that mall that that <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to I want you to dissect this because you pointed that out is like whoa holy shit give me a headache. There are times in the movie where you kind of zone out for like a few seconds and yeah. you miss something, right? Yeah. So like this thing happened and then I had to show it to you because I think you didn't really see it. I didn't happen. catch it until you pointed it to me. Um, so of course he had the wide angle lens on and he's panning to the right. Yeah, and you get. I think it might actually. I think it might have been more of an anim- uh, anamorphic lens. Okay. Let's. I think it was an anamorphic lens that he was using for that shot. Well, either way, it was curvy. Yeah. <laughs> it was curvy. Uh-huh. So you get multi-levels of a mall, a busy mall, with all of the colors that malls have in the 80s, and you have an escalator going up and down. Mm-hmm. And there's like there's like mirrors on the escalator, or it's like a... Uh, or it's like a shiny surface. Like, yeah, like a serious reflection. So you get multi-levels escalators it's busy lots Mm. of colors and a reflection with a curvy lens yeah and like it was a lot for me to take in like my brain i felt like i was going cross-eyed like i don't know i've never taken drugs before but i felt like i was all of a sudden like on some kind of weird acid or something yeah it was like a really intense like too much is going on for a static or for like a pan right at shot yeah it was really weird yeah, and actually, and was it pan or was it like a, a dolly? No, no, they panned it to the right because it wasn't a dolly. It was no, yeah, because the camera rotated. Okay, it yeah, was. Yeah. It's called. It's essentially called an arc shot. Okay. Um, yeah, that shot was really weird. Like you can tell that I don't know. Um, I know he's directed. I think he directed maybe three or four films before Police Story, but you can still. He was still like a. Not only was immature, but he was still kind of like a novice director. Mm-hmm. Like he had built up enough cloud, enough acting chops to be like, I want to direct this movie and I want to do that. And don't, like I said, don't get me wrong, like the action set pieces are really good, but whenever like the shots are just kind of, the camera just needs a hold still, mm-hmm. it, it's weird. It's like his choices of lens use is really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? That you hate Jackie Chan movies forever and ever and ever? No, I don't. <laughs> the movie was good Mm. um i just i guess i'm bothered by the girlfriend that's like your biggest gripe with the movie was the girlfriend yeah like the dialogue was weird Mm. but i think that has to do with translation and like uh Mm. like culture yeah yeah um and some (laughs) he had really flowy hair when he was fighting oh his hair was amazing and it always was like that i think in most of his films what's the what's that uh shampoo that has it's so great for f- free flowing hair i don't know 
I know there's like a. Is it Maybelline? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. No, that's just like makeup. Oh, okay. Obviously, I don't know shit about shampoo. <laughs> there's one that's like a stallion. It's called like the stallion shampoo. It's <laughs> really? Like you buy it. I remember they did not change their packaging since I was. Does it come in a horse? <laughs> yeah, with a horse on it. Shut up. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Are you looking for it right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> no, it's no, this is called mane, mane and tail. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Mane and tail. Mm-hmm. That's this is for horses though. No, it's not. Yeah, mane and tail pet conditioner. No, it's not. That's what I'm looking at. Moisturized section. It's on Chewy for pets. No, no, we didn't find the right one. Then. Okay, I didn't find the right one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So why we why we look for shampoo? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll go through some of my favorite action set pieces in this movie. Um. Mm-hmm. Which ones I like the most? Mall scene, beautiful. I absolutely love that mall scene. Um, I even like, um, I even like some of the really smaller kind of like oh, the, like the smaller kind of condensed action set pieces, like um, or comedy comedic kind of set pieces, like the scene where uh, Jackie Chan is like we said is on the phone, and the way how he moves. Uh, through the scene like with the phones and how he gets them all tangled up is actually pretty cool because by the end of the scene he has to untangle these phones and he does it like so seamlessly he even like kicks the phone up he pops mm-hmm. it up and everything and he just it just makes it land perfectly which I, i'm curious to see how many takes it it had it, it it took him to get like that shot done perfectly yeah did you find it you're looking at me like you found it it was that one but look <laughs> at the highlights uh, clean and repair hair with his the Perfect use of all hair. Doesn't mean you should use it for your hair. It is for people. I don't see. Okay, you go by and use it for your hair then. I used <laughs> it when I was nine years old. Were you supposed to? Safe for relaxed, permed, color, or chemically treated hair. Well, maybe there's a horse that has a chemically treated No. <laughs> this is not for pets. That's, it, it popped up. Yeah, it popped up on Amazon. Oh, no, it popped up on Chewy. But it it's not, though. I don't know why they're doing that. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, let's talk about... I want to talk about the big climactic balls of the walls fucking action scene. Oh, actually, no, rewind it. Car scene. Uh-huh. The way you parked that car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was bad. I First of all, I completely forgot that scene was in the movie. There's a part where, if people don't remember, there's a part where Jackie Chan has a parker car, and he, like, takes it and, like, turns the wheel and just slides right into the parking spot perfectly. Like parallel parking. Yeah, parallel parking, like, like to the max. Mm -hmm. And there was a dude who was like, oh, I'm going to park there, and Jackie Chan had, like, stole, you know, Jackie's character stole the spot and everything. And I remember looking at Kelsey thinking... Holy shit, someone did that in front of me. I'd just be like, you can have that spot. That was dope. And then give him a dollar <laughs> for, the sh- for, for the show. Um, I, I would too, but that would. <laughs> I'd be impressed if it happened in real life. Mm. Uh, but you could tell, like, the car was, like, on rollers or something. Like, it didn't. No, it was not on rollers. It didn't look natural how it happened, though. Because that's how fucking cool it was. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on rolls. He he slid in there. Okay. I think. I hope. You no. Know, you know what? Don't take the magic away. Do not stop it. <laughs> You're looking at me like Mark. It was on rollers. 
It didn't look natural. I thought it looked cool. It looked naturally cool. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about that that big action set piece at the end. Yes. There's a lot of stuff happening. Mm, the of, end. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of glass that breaks. A lot uh, everyone, of glass. It's like everyone's head goes through a piece of glass. Absolutely. Everyone. Um, someone was on a motorcycle mm-hmm. and like his butt was going through a bunch of glass panes. Yeah. So that guy probably will never be able to poop ever again. <laughs> uh, from what I read, um, the glass... Uh, the, the glass that they use is sugar glass, mm-hmm. which is actually the point of sugar glass is that it's to make it a cool. It makes the effect look cooler and it's safer because it doesn't really get all over the place. You're less likely to get cuts and all that kind of stuff. However, it is thicker than real glass. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time when they are when they would hit the glass, they would end up with some serious injuries like bruises or like concussions because oh. it was so thick. Yeah. Uh, at one point during this scene. This is where, like, Jackie Chan really, like, unleashes his, like, kung fu talent. Mm-hmm. Because in, in the movie, you get him, like, punching, kicking here and there and stuff like that. But in this scene, it reminds me a lot of, like, Drunken Master or, like, um, Snake in the Eagle Shadow and stuff like that. And there are, like, there's that really great part where he's fighting those guys in that shoe store. And there's, like, six of them coming at him. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, jumping around, punching and kicking. And this is where you see the cool, like, him... Uh, him using his environment mm-hmm. which if i remember correctly i think jackie chan is the one who started that where you use your environment as a as a weapon mm-hmm. like throw chairs hop over like tables and stuff like that or yeah. hop around um bridget lynn actually did most of her own stunts mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome um there's and there's, there's that really great shot where uh jackie chan gets hit in the head mm-hmm. and his head collides with the glass and it's like the camera is just like a medium shot of just like, boom, you see the glass go through. And it does like this weird circular thing. Yeah. Around the glass is totally awesome. Also looks, I got kind of scared for him. Why? Like, I know he's alive and well, but like you see that happen, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. He could have like got his nose cut off or his eyes gouged out or something. Speaking of which, there was a stunt where he flips over on a, I don't remember if that's him, but he flips off on a, on a balcony and crashes. Uh, crashed through, the, through some glass and a license display. Uh, for a moment, he stopped breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the one where he slides down? No, that's a different one. Oh. So, and then he goes into, like, the big action, the big climactic part where he jumps onto a pole and all those light fixtures. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so you told, what did you tell me about that, the light fixtures? What did I tell you about the light fixtures? I thought you I thought you told me about some of the light fixtures. I didn't know. No? I, okay. I didn't I mean I didn't really care for the scene. When he jumps down the pole? No. <gasps> I didn't care for that. No, you Oh, explain yourself. <laughs> no, seriously, like why? That scene is so badass. I don't know, like he just went it's like firefighters do this all the time when they go down a pole. Okay, so do firefighters go down a pole that's covered in lights and fall at the very bottom, crashing through like the ceiling of a of a like a like a setup? No, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I'm think shocked. I thought you liked that scene. No, I didn't. What? And then I had to see it three times in a row because it's so fucking badass. That was such a like 
ego thing to do for him. He wanted to make sure he got the shot. He did the same shot three times in a row. Yeah, he, yeah. The story goes is that he had fifteen cameras lined up because he wanted to get he wanted to get that shot from every angle. And he only had to do it once. He could only do it once. But it was, I mean, as far as that goes, that's good. Like, mm. he didn't have to do it again, especially it's good because he burned his hands from doing it, from yeah. the lights. Yeah. Um, But, like, I would have to say maybe because I've seen more modern movies with, like, more modern things in them, mm. that wasn't particularly impressive. Mm, I get it. I get it. So you So you felt like you've had your bar set high and you're like, it's all crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think they, like, they got? Like, like there are actors now who do their own stunts. Like, let's say, for example, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Mm-hmm. But Jackie Chan was the one who, like, did it all before. I'm not saying I don't like Jackie Chan or no, his no, no, stunts. No, no, I know that. Um, I really like his style and everything. I just mm. thought the shot was too far out. Mm. It didn't really follow him down. Or you could have done a down angle. Or you could have done... You're just far away and looking... Mm straight at the thing Mm. so you couldn't really see any detail in what was happening Mm, so it just looks like a guy sliding down a pole and then crashing into something and it doesn't look i get you okay all like all that epic okay well let me let me see if i can try to if i can try to transport your mind it's very hard to get that shot done especially like how you're saying like i i would i would i would be even i would even be more impressed if they were able to follow like a downward shot but this is during a time where like they really couldn't do a shot like so like of that of you meant the way you mentioned it um the reason why i'm so impressed by this is because like this sheer fact that like there was there's no wires whatsoever connected to his body he can only do one shot all the lights were plugged in like mm-hmm. the the low there was a bat it was supposed to be a um car battery car battery and the voltage were so low they couldn't do it so they had to use the building lights which led to an opportunity of him getting fully electrocuted mm-hmm. going down. And before we started recording, I saw an interview with him talk about that scene. And he said that, like, the way how he, he did it is he, he couldn't run and jump to it. He had to leap eight feet straight to catch the pole. Mm-hmm. And that he got on top of the rail and he came down and he was so nervous. Matter of fact, the scene was, the setup was so intense that the cameraman, that there was a cameraman above him that was sweating balls. Mm-hmm. That was like, holy shit, you know? And that when he's, he was there, when um, the person behind the camera said, all right, Roland, he said there was, you can hear anybody. Mm-hmm. All you can hear is the cameras going. And the cameras were moving. And like the way, and this is during film. So, and they, they can only shoot so much. So he knew that he had to get this shot done. And if he didn't, it was like never going to get done. So that's why there's that scene where you see him like go, ah, like screaming. Mm-hmm. Cause that's him going, ah, like fucking do it, right? Mm-hmm. So he does it. And when he drops down, he actually has the energy to fall, pick himself up, and keep going. Yeah. And he said that after that, he was like pumped, like with so much energy after doing that because it was like a, a death defying moment. Mm-hmm. And that he was like, pounding his fits on his body and like shaking up and down that he actually bruised his own body because he was just like fuck yeah i fucking did it and all that mm-hmm. stuff right so he said that he had a be- he after that after they were shooting done for the day him and his crew they had a they were they went out drinking right 
and he was just he went to sleep and he woke up and he had to go do he had to go shoot another movie like later that day or like the next night he said when he got to on set he couldn't move his entire body was like shaking oh it was probably sore and like yeah and he said his energy was just like shot yeah um that stunt it caused him to uh dislocate his pelvis Mm -hmm. and he broke his fifth and eighth vertebrae or something like that Mm -hmm. and he had like burns on his hands from like the like from the wiring and the pole and stuff like that yeah do you like this stuff now (laughs) i like the story (laughs) but the story you're just like visually no like i like the story but visually Uh, oh All right, no more Jackie Chan movies for you now. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I thought you really liked that shot. No, so fuck me for having high hopes for you. Oh my god! No, I'm, I know I'm messing with. Hey, you know, you know, and then you're you know what? Your title, your your. You title. wanted me to like that so bad that uh, it happened, and I'm like, God, they keep showing it, and you're like, I know it's great, and I'm like, <laughs> No, it's not, and you still didn't even notice that I didn't like it. You know what? I mean, yeah, they sh- they they replayed it three times, right? and then again in the fucking credits. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah! Actually, you know what? That's his that that is his signature. That um, at the end of his movies, they, he does the bloopers. He I does like the bloopers. that. It's great. Yeah, you really get to see like the behind the scenes and everything. And this was really cool too because you saw like a lot of behind the scenes, the setups and everything, like how they got around it. They even do more so in Police Story Two, where um, one of the climactic scenes is a building blowing up. Mm-hmm. They blew up a whole fucking building, like demolition man yeah um and they do the whole setup in that and like they do the whole behind the scenes of that as well um but damn I'm, I'm hurt i'm so hurt it wouldn't be the first time today yeah, i know right well you know what you're telling your own being whatever it's cool don't care <laughs> <laughs> uh one thing i want to mention is there is a part the the bus scene where the guy hits the brakes and those guys fall out of the windows mm-hmm Originally, the car was the bus was supposed to stop closer towards the car, and they were supposed to land on top of the car. Mm-hmm. Instead, they miss and hit the pavement. Ouch! And I think that's I think that's the only reason you see that's like one time. Like yeah. that's like they were like that's it, we're done, we got the shot. <laughs> uh, okay, so I feel like I'm a regret asking this question. Do you think it holds up? No. <laughs> oh! Are you serious? I'm serious. You don't think it holds up? No. Oh, my God. This is the end. <laughs> Goodbye, Kelsey. I like Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. I like. I liked him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I could kind of do without everything else. Like, if it was just Jackie Chan mm-hmm. fighting himself the whole time. <laughs> Punching himself? Yeah. He's done movies where he fights himself. <laughs> uh, I don't so know. So, you don't think it holds up? No. And like it's got an old story with like old mm. like I don't know, the girlfriend thing. Mm. Um it's I don't know. It's funny, I miss him actually. Jackie Joe? I miss him. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like seeing him I would I would kinda look forward to his movies because he's funny. Mm. And I don't think there's anyone right now that are that's filling the shoes the way he does. Of like his level of comedy and action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just how Hollywood is. Like they won't. I mean, I'm surprised they let Tom Cruise get away with a lot of his stuff. 
but you don't really see people do action at his level at, at his level at all. And I think that's, that that just goes with the time. You know, people don't want to be back then. It was during like the seventies and eighties. It was like the wild west kind of mm-hmm. with with cinema. They can just do these ridiculous action. If they got hurt, suck it up. They get they did they did it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jackie Chan had that power and that clout to like do his own stunts and to do the most like ridiculous and most crazy stunts. And Hollywood's different now. Cinema's different like that now. You might get like stuff like that um more in foreign countries like, let's say like the raid for example the action is pretty re- is pretty nuts on that and mm-hmm. you can tell people are really getting hurt but like not like at this point where like in police story or even other kung fu films where when people hit the ground they look like they hit the fucking ground yeah um but that's a that's of the time i mean i can't pick like honestly i can't picture jackie chan doing this shit like now at all because no, he's like he's too old yeah i don't know what's his age right now but he is old um i know he's still making film but like uh foreign films yeah uh i think he had another one that was supposed to come out he's know. some he has something in post-production right now yeah he does have something in post-production but i mean i mean like i can't i can't even think of the last um american made film he was in maybe like rush hour three i'm probably wrong on that one mm. so damn we don't think it holds up it I, does it though <laughs> i think it does like my my daughter was just like i mean there was that point where she did she was getting bored and I, I will admit it was getting kind of bored in between the fight scenes because like you know we got kind of like the story of like all right what's going on this whole crime story and shit like that that's mm-hmm. very super fucking thin mm-hmm. um and she even got to the point where she was like uh you guys just finish the movie i'll just go and do something and i was like no 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 like the action set is about to happen and she started watching it but at the end she was just like oh that's cool and that was it <laughs> yeah but your daughter is different than other people's kids yeah she knows good stuff mm. unlike you she watches stuff and she's she's starting to get a, like a cinematic mind she is like it's really come out in like the last year uh, um but like my kids are not like that they don't love movies mm. i mean cadence is like a visual my younger one she's more of like a visual person she mm. likes that kind of stuff but um she won't follow a story not even a good one shanghai dawn you know the shanghai noon shanghai nights mm-hmm. there's a shanghai dawn that's supposed to be coming out but it just says announced. It doesn't say when it's going to come out. Mm. So, uh, just because your daughter liked it doesn't make make it um, suitable for modern times. Yes, it does. She's a modern child in this modern times. Okay. <laughs> I do want to share. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> it is like, oh, God, Mar, shut the fuck up. Well, it wasn't that good. <laughs> I do want to share a story about my uh, about my daughter actually stumbling into her first kung fu film mm-hmm. or action like jackie chan film uh the night before we watched police story 2 i decided to watch police story i'm sorry the night before we watched police story 1 i decided to watch police story 2 because i've seen the the sequels which a lot of people don't know is that there's police story 1 police story 2 police story 3 which is super cop and that introduced the world to michelle yo uh, or I'm sorry, introduce Michelle Yeoh to the world, and then there's First Strike, um, which is Police Story Four. So I was watching Police Story Two, 
my daughter was in the room with me, but she was supposedly asleep because it was past her bedtime. I'm watching Police Story 2, and I'm digging on it. You know, there's some issues with it, with that as well. Um, but the time the movie... By the time the movie ends, my daughter, she's like on the floor sleeping because it was so hot. She wanted to be cooler. I wake her up and tell her like, sweetie, like go on the bed, like go to sleep. I put the fan on you. And she goes, okay. And then she goes, daddy, I was awake this whole time. I was actually watching the movie with you. And I was like, really? It's like, yeah. And I was like, you didn't say anything. And like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I asked her like, did you like it? She goes, yeah. Like, you want to watch another uh, Kung Fu film? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yes. My daughter's getting the Kung Fu films now. <laughs> and then she saw Police Story 1. She enjoyed it. She she liked that action, that that um, that ending uh, action set piece. Yeah, it's it's that's good. It, you just don't care about the pole dance. The pole dance. The pole da- yeah, I don't like the pole dance. <laughs> you just don't care about the pole slide scene. Yeah, and mm. also the story and also. The th- I will like, admit the story is very thin. And it's dated. It's so, oh, yeah. It is dated. I'm like everything is. So, that's what I'm, my issue is. It's mm. so dated in almost every single way. That mm. Jackie Chan is the only thing that stands out. Yeah. Um. And that doesn't really translate to today's stuff. I get you. But like it doesn't. It didn't hold my interest. Like I wouldn't mm. watch it again. But I'm happy I saw it. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Be- you know what? Because you have nostalgia for this, that's the only think, reason why I think you think I can it's really holding pre- up. I think because I can really appreciate, like, like holy shit! Like they did this shit with like no wires. It was raw. It was like people are dying, but literally dying. Wouldn't that mean that it doesn't hold up to today? If you have nostalgia for it, because it was different for its time. Mm, no, because. Nobody does this level of action anymore. Ha Which means it doesn't... I think it does hold up. I think it does hold up because nobody nobody does that. Nobody does like that level of... Nobody is, does their own stunts like Jackie Chan. And I think that's why it still holds up. Because until somebody can do that, then I'll be like, all right, it doesn't hold up now. Okay. Oh, you give me that smug look like, yeah, Mark, you're still it's wrong. Not, it's not smug. What is it then? I'm still wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my. We'll agree to disagree. Okay, we'll we'll agree Thanks. to disagree and agree that I'm right and disagree that I'm not right. No. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's cool. That's why we do this show. That's why we do the show. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree, then cool. I just I like to hear why you don't disagree. You stated your reasons; they're wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I bought a pack of pencils from Amazon. That you're gonna just throw at me now? No, they're right there. I can go get it and stab you in the eye. No, well, I don't really need it. Stabby McStab Trap. Remember? <laughs> and that movie still holds up. Yeah, it yeah. does. Because it was a good movie. <laughs> no, it's really stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for a show for this week. Um, yeah, Kelsey hates Jackie Chan movies now. I can't. No, show I that. don't. I know. I, I was. I'm going to be so teasing you about this for a little while now, but it's all in good fun. Anyway, so like I said, that's going to be it for our show for this week. Um, I would like to say a Happy Mother's Day out there, especially to Kelsey, who is a mother of two. 
Thank you. And to anybody, I didn't murder them this week or last week for breaking <laughs> five hundred dishes. <laughs> you should have. You know what? You should have showed them. That's what you should do. Show them that that glass scene in Police Story, and say you keep breaking them. The hell's gonna happen? You're gonna <laughs> go down a pole with electric lights. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, why? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, even to the women who don't have kids. Mothers, but they are stepmothers, stepmothers, caretakers. Exactly, one hundred percent. You can find this show uh, and all of our past shows on all podcast catchers: Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all that jazz. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Yeah, what are we doing next week? Next week. Uh, uh, we are kind of, we're, we're actually going back to the old formula for a little bit next week. Um, we are going to be doing Damien Chazelle's the Eddie that is on Netflix right now. It is a, a episode limited series. Well, it's kind of the old format cause we never did a show. Yeah. It's, we never did a show, but we're kind of going back to the old format where we kind of mash that up against, you know, a classic film. Yeah. Uh, with that, we're actually going to put that up against uh spike lee's mo better blues um mm-hmm. that's another story about jazz and the topic is jazz jazz and more jazz yeah. jazz hands jazz hands jazz hands jazz hands jackie chan jazz hands what oh my god are you what you want to watch a jackie chan movie tonight no no Yes, I did. All right. Hey, you did like Mills on Wheels, though, right? I did All like right. that one. That was you good. You did like that one. All right, cool. We'll watch, it. We'll watch a Jackie Chan film tonight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I want to bid you guys adieu. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Just go ahead and drop a line on therealappeal at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of jazz. And... Um, Oh, it looks like the cat is kind of just fucking around now. Just stuck in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to explain that. Yeah, I'm not going to explain that at all. Oh, just reaching the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. So I'll leave you guys with these words uh, that came to me about maybe 15, 20 minutes ago when Kelsey had told me she didn't really like the movie and that it doesn't hold up. The words were, I lost my cow. <laughs> <laughs>